0: Hey guys, Zach Winners here, and we're back with another scary story series. And in today's topic, this will be written from people that met serial killers and lived to tell the tale. Many of them were targeted and survived just by a stroke of luck, and some only realized after. Nonetheless, none of these are verified by third parties, so there are some people that were doubting in the original postings in the comments section but they're scary and compelling nonetheless you be the judge if you think these are true or not. I used to work for the city of Pentecostal Florida as a computer operator. They had two mainframes one in City Hall and the other in the City Hall annex across the parking lot and I had to run backups on both machines I should mention that I'm a female and at the time I had long dark hair. So one night I was walking across the parking lot, I worked at night, and spotted a Volkswagen bug sitting in the parking lot with a man in it. He got out of the bug and I could see he had his arm in a cast with a sling. He looked raggedy, tired. He goes, Miss, come here for a moment, I need some help, he said. I got the creeps from him and told him I'd call the emergency line from City Hall for him. He said, no, 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 no. I don't need the cops. It's just a, it's a simple thing. I need help because my arm's in a sling. I felt even creeped out more, so I walked really fast. I'm almost running at this point, up to City Hall and went in the back door. I turned to lock the door and was shocked to see the man leaped up the stairs and try to push his way into the door, but I got it locked in time. I immediately called the police department and got an officer to check out the parking lot. But the car and the driver, they were long gone. I asked the officers if they would mind staying around, and they got that set up for me. The rest of the night was uneventful, and I went home in the morning. But about three days later, Ted Bundy was arrested about two miles from City Hall in a stolen VW Bug, which matched my description to a T. Faithfully. I had dodged Ted Bundy. This one happens to be my favorite. It's probably the most compelling and the scariest as far as I'm concerned. My brother and I had a babysitter named Daryl Keith Rich. It was 1975. I was six years old at the time. My brother was not far behind. And when Rich started babysitting for us, Three short years later, Rich would go on a summer-long murder spree, which would shake the foundation of our small community to its core. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. It was actually the neighbor girl who was hired to sit for us, but he always accompanied her. Co-sitters, Daryl Rich was her boyfriend, but he was clearly the one in charge. He bossed us around, made fun of us, he enjoyed making us cry, he made me watch the creature feature horror show you know, that late-night show they used to play? And then he would laugh when I cried during the gruesome, frightening, bloody parts. He'd tweak my skull with his fingers and call me a crybaby. Well, duh. I was a baby. He was very cruel. I think either my folks didn't like him, or our sleepless, nightmare-riddled nights were telling. Or maybe it was the neighbor girl just tired of his company and broke it off with him. For whatever reason, We didn't have to put up with him for too long. His visits came to an end, and we were glad of it. Good riddance. We grew up, and so was the story. Now, years later, I read about the three women he raped and killed, and I watched, horror-stricken, as the news reports came in of the little girl he threw off a 10-story bridge. Now, she lived a little while in agony at the bottom of that lonely ravine. She was around my age at the time of her death. It was disturbing. This was all front page news in our small town. It made me dry heave to see his photo splashed up on the screen in living color like that. That's my babysitter. Story doesn't stop there for me. It was a strange coincidence that one of his victims happened to be my father's high school sweetheart, his first bride, whom he wed fresh out of high school. That marriage didn't last though. They divorced shortly thereafter and only met her a few brief times. I didn't know her well, but I was just so sorry for her. It was really sad. When Rich was finally caught and convicted for his heinous crimes, he was given the death penalty, which was carried out in San Quentin Prison March 15, 2000. I'm not certain if those were his only victims, though. Those were the ones that he confessed. There may have been many others. There were a lot of unsolved homicides in that era in the northern states. Last year, I found some old recordings of us as kids goofing around with the recorder. We were just telling stories, and in one recording, my brother, he's very young, maybe six, he tells a story of peering into a window, this old guy, suddenly feeling the rage build up inside him. This is a six-year-old, mind you. He tells of breaking into the old man's house and taking his life. Then, in his words, the chilling words of a child can be heard saying, I kind of like this hat, so I kept it as a souvenir. I don't know if Daryl Keith Rich was confessing to a crime to my brother when he told him that story, or if it was a fantasy. I do know that when I heard the recording, I had a cold chill run through my body and knew immediately I was hearing a voice from beyond the grave. Spoken through my brother, my little brother even had a, the accent and just those little <sighs> movements, that pauses that Rich had down pat. He was imitating him. It made my skin crawl, especially the part about the hat. You know, children don't know, but serial killers have a penchant to keep souvenirs from their victims, and that is what I was hearing from my six-year-old brother. don't pick up hitchhikers but i'm gonna go with my instinct on this one saddle up partner i was a young man living in the north of england yorkshire i just started dating a girl from leeds a good few miles away from me i was pretty engrossed with the girl she was my first so subsequently i missed the last bus home and had a walk her family was dead against me spending the night so off i set It was around 11 p.m. I lived about seven miles away, so I had at least an hour's walk home. I started thumbing a lift. There wasn't much traffic, but I lived in hope. I'd been walking for about 20 minutes when I heard a car in the distance behind me. I stuck out my thumb and prayed. The car stopped and the front passenger door popped open. I should explain I had fairly long hair back then and I wore it in a ponytail. So I climbed into this car the driver just stares at me for a good 10 seconds his first sentence was i thought you were a girl which wasn't quite as weird as it sounds but he did seem to be a bit peeved a spotty teenage lad got in his car instead of a girl he asked where i was off to so i told him it was the next village it was on his way and it wasn't a problem it was a quick 10-minute car journey we started chatting about mundane stuff football mainly Then he asked if I had a girlfriend. Then he asked if I fucked her tonight. With that, he tried to grab my hand, laughing and asking to sniff my fingers. I was getting really freaked out at this point. I was quite a naive young lad back then. He then proceeded to tell me about his last girlfriend and how he raped her because she wouldn't give him sex. Let me tell you, all I wanted was to get the fuck out of that car now. My village was fast approaching, and at the end, I asked him to stop and drop me off. Which, thankfully, I mean seriously thankfully, is what he did. As I got out, he said, You're a lucky lad. There's a lot of nasty bastards out there who'd have robbed you and took you for a ride. I mumbled my thanks, and legged it home like the devil was chasing me. I was so bloody scared. Three weeks later, on the national news, I saw the bloke who gave me a lift. He was charged with the rape and murder of several young women around my area. His name, Peter Sutcliffe. He's still in prison, and he was the reason I stopped hitchhiking. So, thanks for watching guys. That's our uh, video, that's what we have for you. This was originally supposed to be a much longer video, Uh, But while we were filming it and recording it, a Freedom Information Act request that we put in for a budding serial killer uh, came in. So we have a huge box of uh, DVDs and several thousand pages of investigation material to go through. Um, We're very excited for this next video. It's gonna be an extreme deep dive. And I think that you're gonna see a quality that you didn't see in our previous videos, um, as well as I hope you noticed that we upgraded our audio. So I hope that audio sound is much better, much clearer, no more echoes. Uh, also, we wanna thank you for watching. If you can like, subscribe, um, I hate asking, but it is important. All right, it definitely helps out the channel. All right, again, thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys soon.